Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conscious and Curly. I am your host, Angelica. Um, I have my co-host, some wine that mama needs after the week, weekend I've had. Um, I mean, it hasn't been like too crazy, but just mainly dealing with a sick kid, that's just completely exhausting. Sorry. Um, that's just completely exhausting in itself. Um, and just constantly being on for that. But my youngest, Lyric, is his name. He is on the mend, had some type of viral thing. Not COVID and not the flu, thankfully. Um, but I can't give him anything, unfortunately, because he's a baby. So just dealing with that. And again, mama just needs a drink. Mama needs a vacation, a getaway. But regardless, to catch you up, I did get a little bit of a getaway. Um, last weekend, I went to Austin and visited my best friend. Um, shout out Ryan. Uh, she is again pregnant. So I got to hang out with her, help her unpack. And I mean, she did so much already. Her apartment looks great. And I'm so proud of her and being coming. <laughs> this is starting. This episode is starting out as like a real mom episode. So sorry to anybody in here who doesn't have kids, but the journey of motherhood, parenthood, probably, I don't know what it's like for men. I'm only speaking again from my experience, but the journey of parenthood and the journey of becoming a new version of yourself is so amazing. And um, I think I said a couple episodes ago, like to try to impress yourself and that's a way to do it. <laughs> just saying, if you ever feel, no, I'm not going to co-sign that. Don't have kids just because of how you're feeling, but it is amazing to see. And you do really impress yourself when you grow through that journey. And she's just going through that. And it's so beautiful to see. And um, it's just awesome to be on the other side of it and see her go through it. Um, another thing is I, my sleep schedule has been off. I'm not sure why. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know. I can't sleep and I really should be. And I struggle with the guilt of like recording because this is a little over a week that this episode is dropping. And I had like a little bit of like guilt with not dropping the episode on time, but I'm also trying to like, I said, fit it into like my whole life, which is the whole thing. Um, but maybe that's why my sleep schedule's off. Maybe it's the guilt. I'm not sure. I haven't been feeling bad about it. Oh, 
I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it just popped in my mind and it's something I do want to share. I couldn't sleep one night and I ended up manifesturbating, which is a term that I did not coin. Um, I don't know. Somebody on Instagram coined this. I already have tried it before. Um, I believe in like sex magic and the power of like using sexual energy um, to to move and to help create more of whatever it is you want. And I so manifesturbating is kind of that. It's like masturbating and manifesting together. And I had never I've tried it before. And I don't know if this is TMI. We're about to learn. I mean, it's episode six. Y'all are bound to like get that in it with me. So we're going to go here. So usually when I've tried it before, I am usually just masturbating and thinking about sexual things um, while I'm masturbating. And at the end during the orgasm is when I focus on manifesting, but I don't do it enough, which is probably the reason, but I also just have, I haven't seen any of anything really reap or come from that. So I decided to try it differently this time and just really focus on only manifesting and only thinking about what it is I'm trying to manifest. So it was zero sexual thoughts. I didn't think about it, which was crazy. At first, trying to get, again, I don't know if any of this is TMI. Y'all let me know if I've gone too far, (laughs) but we're here. Um, But at the beginning, when I first started, my mind was all over the place. There was even a song. I can't think of what the song was. I keep trying to like recall There was a song that was just like playing on loop while I was trying to like focus on everything. It was chaos at first for a couple minutes. And then I just kept focusing on what it was I wanted to manifest. And as I did that, those things that I was trying to manifest, those ideas, those concepts, um, that goodness for me was turning me on. And it was so crazy. And as I, and naturally, as I was thinking about it, I was manifesting that I will get this, like I am this, or I will have this. That's what I was thinking and saying to myself during the session. And it was pretty intense. It was pretty crazy. And the next morning, All I could think about was what I had manifested as if like it was somebody who gave me an amazing orgasm. All I could think about was them. It was just like, all I could think about was what I was manifesting, which in turn just keeps me manifesting it and keeps that energy going. So I 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) I, I loved the experience. I'm going to continue to try doing that. Um, and see what I can get from that. It was just, it was really cool. And it was really cool to see that non-sexual things could turn me on. It was crazy. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, 
So yeah, that's a little, that's a lot of what I was not expecting to share with you guys. <laughs> and I did have like a whole, I guess I'll share it with you to end this catch up. I'll just go deeper into self-reflection and more about Angelica. So I, a little, I think I want to add a segment I don't know if it'll be every week, but just like randomly pop in this little moment of self-reflection. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that it could have like its own little tune. But my moment of self-reflection right now would be or is I was thinking randomly of old conversation I had with an ex who was like trying to come back into my life popped in my mind. And I realized, okay, so I'll give you the whole, let me give you the gist. Let me give you the rundown. So he had been reaching out, trying to like get back with me. And there's a big reason I won't get back with him. There's so many, I'm not interested. (laughs) It's the main reason. But if I was, another thing that's keeping me from getting back with him or another thing that bothers me and I won't accept him in my life for is because there's something that he lied to me about and or is lying. And I learned the truth from the source, the other person and that's involved that I know that he's lying about. And I had a moment where I was telling, I had a dream. So I learned the truth, which was already what I was thinking So it was just confirmed to me that he is lying. And I was like, oh, yeah, see, I know. And then weeks later, I ended up having a dream. And the dream kind of played out a similar scenario. Not the same people, different characters, um, different situations. But I, when I woke up in the morning, I know that it was my subconscious, like, feeding me that scenario and that situation and the lie. And, and the truth that I know, it, it was feeding me the truth that I know, um, and kind of playing that out and giving me a chance in my dream to kind of confront him about it. So I ended up texting him and telling him about this dream. And I told him about what's playing out and basically told him, like, I kind of feel like it's my subconscious, like telling me that this is true. Like I know the truth. And he lied and denied it. And I, and then just like kind of fed more into like, so what about this dream? What about this situation, this scenario? And I just played along and I walked away from that conversation, kind of scoffing at him and thinking like, oh, he's still a liar. I can't believe he's still going to lie about this, not just tell me. And randomly the other day, the same conversation popped in my mind. This conversation was from weeks, maybe months ago. And randomly the conversation came to my mind. And I had a moment of self-reflection when I realized like we were both in that moment, in that conversation, we were both lying to each other. I'm scoffing at him about lying to me when I was playing a game too in that moment and in that conversation. And I just was thinking how fake that conversation was. 
that was a fake ass conversation. Both of us are just completely lying and not telling the other what is and knows that the other is doing that. I don't know if he knows that like I know the truth, but he knows that he's lying to me. I knew I was lying to him. And we're continuing to play the charade of having a conversation. And I just had a little moment of self-reflection about that and just felt like that's crazy. And that was crazy of me to have a little righteous moment after that and think that laugh at how he's a liar because I was a liar in that moment. So anyway, I guess I'm inviting you into my brain, sharing a lot of myself with you guys this week. Um, and I also invite you to have those moments of self-reflection. And again, the whole reason of this podcast, the reason of me having these conversations and I guess sitting here basically naked in front of you guys <laughs> is to normalize these things because I know that I'm not the only one who does this ish. Um, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. I'm not the only one who has these moments. And instead of just like bearing it and acting like it's not there and feeling guilty about it later, we need to like own this and put it out there and be like, yeah, this is what happens. And I think a way to do that is by just normalizing and be like, Hey y'all, I do this. You do too. (laughs) And connecting that way. So yeah, that was a lot. Um, I was not, again, prepared to go into that. Let's take a drink after that. And get into our first segment, which is the food for thought. And today's food for thought is related to our topic that we'll get into. Um, the food for thought is, did you know that the audio frequency of love is 528 hertz? They actually just learned this like in 2016, I think. Um, but sound waves with this frequency induces testosterone production in the brain, which reduces anxiety. It also reduces total concentration of reactive oxidative species in brain tissue. I don't know if you can process that last sentence. Um, And again, that is on topic with our topic for this week. So let's get into it. Um, As you can see, we're going to be speaking about, excuse me, um, we're going to be speaking about um, keeping to where the light is, uh, which was actually not the, so my topic title is paying homage to an amazing John Mayer song called gravity. Um, that's my favorite line, probably in the whole album, oddly enough. And yeah, this topic was actually, um, requested by a listener, um, So he wrote, they wrote, I don't know if they want to be outed. Um, I would be interested in some different techniques on how to increase positivity, positivity and optimism and not let what's going on in the world extinguish your light and how to keep it burning. Another hence to why the title is what it is. Um, 
So I'm going to just break down. Again, I can only speak from my perspective. Um, my ideas of what, of how I do it, of what to do, <laughs> of the work to, to put out. Um, so number one, well, I guess just first before we even start is intentionality. Um, lots of work and lots of intentional work is, I guess, how to kind of summarize my idea of what we're about to get into. Um, so Scott O'Neill, the, the, I guess getting into the first, my first little tip of how to stay positive and keep that light burning is something that I heard from Scott O'Neill, um, who's a former CEO of the 76ers. He was on, um, another podcast that I listened to. And he said, do something for your mind, body, and soul every day. And when he said this, it just clicked to me. I was already, I have a morning routine for me. It's my morning routine. Um, I do yoga when I wake up, which is my body. I meditate, which is my soul. (laughs) And then I journal, which is my mind. And I do it in that order. It doesn't have to be exactly mind, body, soul order. It can be in whatever order, but those three things are so important. And those three things are what you can control and what nobody else can take from you. So strengthen it and get that right, get that solid and nothing else can phase you, can cause you doubt or, I mean, you're naturally going to feel the regular human emotions, doubt, shame, guilt, all of those things. But when you're strong in who you are, when you're strong in your mind, body, and soul, when you're strong in what you stand for, then it's so easy for you to come right back and remind yourself of that instead of being stuck in that rut. You're so quick. You're your own savior instead of needing somebody else to do it. And you do that by like creating these rituals and habits, um, I think it's, it's also a part of our intentions. Like that sets out the energy that you're like putting in the work and you're willing to show up for yourself. And the universe, I believe God orchestrated this entire universe completely perfectly. And a part of that is that it's constantly working to give you what you want or what you're speaking of or what you're putting out or what the energy around you is showing. And a part of really showing what your energy is, is the rituals, the habits that you create, the way you speak to yourself. Like I spoke about last episode, the way that you move, the way that you pour into yourself, um, your self-care ritual, whatever it is, but just uh, making sure to strengthen yourself in all of those ways, mind, body, and soul. Um, The second tip I have is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. I think the best way to receive what you want is to be grateful for it in the first place. Um, again, the universe is constantly conspiring to give us what we want and what we're speaking of. And 
love is the highest frequency. It's 528 hertz, (laughs) y'all. And it's the one that just speaks the loudest. And gratitude is full of love. And it's full of acceptance. And um, I don't know. Just thankfulness. I mean, y'all know what gratitude is full of. (laughs) But it's just really important to, again, set that energy out um, and put it forth. And yeah, it just, it opens so much. The gratitude, the frequency of gratitude is so strong and it opens so much. Um, another little tip I have, I guess tip number four, this will be my last tip (laughs) is three. So tip number three. Fourth, I don't know, it depends on where you started counting. Anyway, is to take note of what you're taking in, like what you're consuming, what energy is around you with your friends, with your family, with your conversations, with your thoughts. Um, you, at the end of the day, you have the power to create the reality that you want. If that reality is positivity, if you want to create, a reality of positivity and optimism, hope, regardless of like what's around you and what everybody's telling you, you can do that. You can receive and be exactly what you want. And it's all of those things. It's being intentional and doing the work. It's working on your mind, body, and your soul every day. It's being grateful and it's being aware and intentional with what's around you and what you consume. Um, and then I feel that as you get comfortable with the, in the practice of all of these things, that you should open yourself up to take in and observe and at least be aware of what is going on and what is real. Um, we can't like ignore it and act like that's not happening. Because I do believe at the end of the day, the purpose of all of us is to make it better. And once you can get yourself into a positive space, feel comfortable, solidified in your space, you can start taking in what is and bring your energy, whatever that may be and whatever the purpose of your energy may be for, bring that forth and help kill all this ugliness in the world, help balance out so there's not more evil than good. Um, I think we're really unbalanced right now. And I think it's only speaking what's happening in society, what's happening in the world is only speaking to what's happening to everybody individually. It's because of how little work people are doing on themselves, how little people are focusing on their mind, body, and soul, how little they're focusing on what they're taking in every day, how little people are really grateful for anything. Um, and that to me is being reflected in what we see, in decisions being made, in the type of people that are being put into leadership. It's all reflective on what's going on on the inside. Um, And I think we all have not only a duty, but the ability, the capability and the power to overturn it and overturn what's going on 
and again, at least balance out so that there's not so much evil and there's just as much good, if not more. Um, and I think doing all of these things help. And at the end of the day, all of these things and what you're really focusing on with all of these things, what they encompass is all of the things that you have control over. You just hyper-focus on what you can control. You will also see that you're less affected by everything going on. Everything, what others bring to you isn't as heavy because you know who the fuck you are. You know what you got. You speak good to yourself. You know that all is well. You know that you got you. When you know that you got you, it's all good. And it's great to know that God's got you. But when you got you too, like... You're an ultralight beam. Shout out Kanye West. <laughs> that just came to me for some reason. Um, yeah. And that's how I feel. That's what I do at least to stay positive and keep the light burning in this dimming world. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, comment, like, subscribe, share. I forgot to say that. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, I am available on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts or your own little tips if you'd like to share with this listener, with each other, um, what you do to keep positive and to stay optimistic in this world today. We're all feeling what's going on. And it's really been going on and happening longer than we have the time to heal ourselves. (laughs) This, the amount of grief, the amount of trauma that we as a society, and then you can break that out into the specific classifications, categories of people. But as a society, it's insurmountable. And We need to be honest about that. And you can't change or actually do anything for something that you're not even seeing. So to even see that there's a problem and yo, I've been grieving a lot or I've been dealing with a lot of trauma. I need to be feeding into myself more. I need to work on my mind, body, soul. I need to be more grateful and work on a gratitude journal. Whatever it may be, you got to at least realize that Shit's not right. And what you can do is get yourself right. Always, always, in all ways. And I encourage you to do that. And I hope this inspires you to do that, or at least inspires you to share this with somebody who's been struggling to do that. And yeah, again, I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on this, what you're feeling if this spoke to you. Um, Now let us get into a fan favorite segment, (laughs) anonymously kinky. Um, I feel like I should have like a sound by that. Anyway, we'll figure that out. My engineer, aka me, I'll work on something on the back end for myself. Um, 
I only have two questions this week for my anonymously kinky. Again, if you have any questions, not again, but if you have any questions for this segment, you can DM me on Instagram um, at conscious underscore curly, and I will keep you anonymous. Um, so question number one, what's a good way to ask for nudes? I personally love this question because it just showed consideration to really ask how people want to be asked. I thought that was great. Um, I think for women specifically, sorry, I can't speak for the guys, but I think everybody in general really wants to be like made to feel special specifically when sharing themselves in any type of vulnerable way. And being naked is pretty vulnerable. So I think it's the way you word it. I think you can ask, like just, I think you compliment first and then you ask. I think you should compliment and give something before you ask for something. Again, specifically something so vulnerable from somebody. So I think it'd be great to tell somebody like, um, I love your body and I'd love to see it. Can you send me a picture? Or I don't know, make a comment about like your favorite part of their body and say like, I was thinking about, I was thinking about your hips today. Let me see, let me see you walk for me or something like that. That was random. But again, I think you compliment first and then you ask second is how I would go about it. I hope that helps. Good luck. Person, anonymous person. (laughs) Um, Question number two is, do you have any experience with tantric yoga? Thoughts on it? Um, I actually don't know about tantric yoga. um, So I looked it up. And tantric yoga is a type of yoga that weaves together many different techniques, such as mantra meditation. Mantra meditation is like repeating mantras over and over again. Um, Visualization, which is another form of meditation where you're visualizing things. Mudras, which are hand poses and postures. Pranayama, which is um, breath work. Basically, prana, it's Sanskrit. Prana is Sanskrit for vital life force, and yama is Sanskrit for like gain to gain control of. Um, and also initiation to study the inner universe through our human body. These tantric techniques and rituals primarily focus on the cultivation and buildup of the kundalini energy. And kundalini is Sanskrit as well, which means coiled. And it focuses on your energy along your spinal cord, um, kind of activating each chakra. Um, We can totally do an episode about chakras. I love talking about chakras. I'm not super well-versed. I think I'm pretty well-versed. I've got lots of books on them. I've read lots of books on them. Um, anyway, um, and it kind of just awake is a different form of like awakening awareness. All meditation really helps 
awaken you in a deeper kind of way. Um, and so tantric yoga just kind of weaves all of that together while moving your body, I guess. I had not heard of that. I had heard of tantric sex, which is a slow meditative form of sex where the end goal isn't orgasm, but it's the sexual journey and the sensations of the body. Um, I, I like to think I have had tantric sex, not intentionally. Um, but I think that's just the kind of, um, sexual person I am, (laughs) but I would like to like, I've, I've seen, um, like the start of tantric sex. It was an educate, it was in an educational setting. So they didn't go full into like the sexual part, but they showed how you start, which is basically Indian style facing each other, eye gazing, breathing deeply. And you breathe until like your breaths are in sync and you're just connecting on multiple levels. Um, and again, the end goal isn't the orgasm. It's just about the whole journey and the con- connection and sensations. Um, I hadn't tried that. I'm open to it, but if anybody has any type of information on that, oh, my baby's crying. I gotta get him. I would love to hear about it. I would love anybody to like write in, give me any tips on that. I gotta go get him. But that's cool. We're wrapping up anyway. Um, if you have any questions about life, love, anything in between, you can email me askconsciousandcurly at gmail.com. All spelled out. Um, and yeah, until next time, I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you again so much for tuning in wherever you're tuning in. Until next week, peace.